Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 69, COVID test, running in the dark, and running in the snow. Well, this is Just Plain Dave, and it is Saturday, January 2nd, and somehow nine months into this pandemic, I have successfully avoided the process of having to be tested for COVID-19 coronavirus. I, uh, I work from home. I don't have too many out in, out in the real world contacts. But on December 27th, I went for a run. I went for a run with one friend. And here's how the story goes. And I, I am diligent. I wear a mask whenever I'm in a store. I had dinner with a friend one night and I wore a mask the entire time in their house, except for while we were actually consuming food. But when I've been out for a run, I don't always wear a mask. I wear the buff around my neck and I pull it up when we cross paths with someone else. But I spent one hour running with a friend, you know, side by side. So let's say three feet apart, running in the same direction. So not like directly behind them or in front of them. But uh, nope, I this one time I spent an hour with them. And that afternoon, they were exhausted, took a three hour nap, felt miserable the next day. And on December 29th, they were tested and both they and their partner tested positive and let me know that maybe I should get checked out. So here I am on my way to get tested and I will uh, share a few details and see how this experience goes. The Minute Clinic testing folks were pretty good about communication. Uh, I got an email right when I got confirmation, and then 24 hours before my appointment, they sent me a reminder text, and then one hour before my appointment, I got another reminder text. Um, but then interestingly, a half an hour before my appointment, they texted me the video with the instructions on how to watch it, how to do the test, um, which is self-administered. Uh, but that's interesting because I was already driving to get to the test. so. I have just pulled over uh, in a parking lot and taken a couple minutes to watch that video twice. It's only two minutes long, two minutes long, making sure I have the correct ID and health card information in hand, and uh, and then a little video to show you, which is just a cartoon of how to self-administer the nasal swab. Uh, gosh, I just can't wait. It's absolutely silly that I feel nervous. I'm uh, I'm in CVS. There's a couple of cars in front of me in the in the line to the Minute Clinic testing area. Um, I will never even get out of my car for this. I have had no symptoms. I don't feel sick. Um, but gosh, just being here and in line and waiting is making me feel nervous. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Well, that was not painful, but it was truly uncomfortable. Uh, the technician at CVS Minute Clinic was very helpful. They gave me good instructions. Um, it was really not like the video they sent me to watch, so I'm glad she talked me through it. And it was pretty straightforward. All in all, it took me about six minutes from when she started processing my paperwork to me pulling away and into an adjacent parking space. Um, yeah, unpleasant. Putting something far enough up into your nostril that it uh, it brings a tear to your eye, you know, not not like pain, but clearly I was aggravating something. Um, it was interesting that it was uh, as I did both nostrils that it was only my right eye that was tearing up, um, and I wonder what she thought looking at me out the little CVS drive-through window as it as tears are rolling down my right cheek and I'm stabbing myself in my nasal cavity with a an extra long cotton swab. 
Oh, let's see how that goes. She says that the current turnaround time is two to four days. I assume that means business days because tomorrow is a Sunday. But we shall see. And I will let you all know how that turns out. Well, good news. Three days after my test, I received the favorable results negative. I was negative for... My PCR test was negative for the coronavirus, and that is great. Um, I have to admit, so I'm recording this a little bit later. I spent most of those next few weeks after the uh, after the test, and I have not had a symptom. I remain healthy, and I am happy to share that with you. It was interesting how nervous I felt going up to the test and then for the few days after, even though I had no reason to think that I was actually sick, right? No symptoms. I felt well stayed healthy, could exercise and run and get outside, felt no no limitations. And yet, once you take that test, or once you think you need to take the test, there's nerves and anxiety and worry. And isn't that one of the biggest problems we're having for the last, oh my gosh, it's 11 months now. For the last 11 months, we have all shared anxiety and worry. The whole world has shared those same anxieties and worries. And I think uh, I think that will be one of the the biggest things we need to overcome in in calendar year 2021 as people get vaccinated and and things start to return to a different version of of normalcy. But people being able to interact in in groups and with in social environments is we uh, we need to put those anxieties and worries behind us. We still need to be prudent. We still need to do what's smart and what's safe. But we can't let the anxiety overwhelm the rest of our our life. So I'm happy to share those favorable results. And thank you for letting me share with you my story of getting COVID tested. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has interacted with either had tests themselves. And so this was no big deal. And I made too much of it. Or, uh, or they have friends and family who've been tested. So thanks for listening along. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave. Oh, what a day. It's been a crazy week. I had a really busy work week. I had, we do some emergency response work, like a client has a vehicle spill or something like that. And, uh, God, we had a spill last Friday, a spill yesterday, which was Thursday. And then today, another emergency response, which I would say is technically not an emergency because the condition, the bad condition that needed cleaning up, has been there since November. But the state regulators, the people from the Mass DEP, did an inspection of my client's facility and found this like 900-gallon spill of waste oil in a pit and said, you can't have that there. So I was hoping to take the afternoon off and go for a nice, long, easy run around the house in my neighborhood. But instead... I went out to the spill site and this was, again, usually I can send a a project engineer and they're the right person to be out there for the day. But this one very much involved some hand-holding. Both my client, who has failed to do just regular housekeeping since November. It's crazy. Like if you found a pit full of waste oil and you knew it was there in November, you would clean it up. Like there's, this is just not, not a good practice. Um... But the state regulator was there, and my client contact was there, and it was worth going out and doing a little bit of hand-holding, making sure things go smoothly and get planned out properly. 
But that site was in Middleborough, Massachusetts, which put me on the other side of Taunton, which is the home of Massasoit State Forest, Massasoit State Park. And I recently did a nice sunny weekend trail run in Massasoit, and I thought, oh, great, I'll bring my running gear. I will go for a run in the woods. Wouldn't that be a great use of time? Thinking that I would not be at the spill location very long. But that meeting dragged on and dragged on, and I finally got to Massasoit State Park, and I got out of my car to run at 4.09, and sunset is at like 4.30, maybe 4.28. It's very close. So I knew that I had 20 minutes of daylight, and then you know that other 20 minutes, the kind of the backside, the last light when the sun is below the horizon? Well, that last light is great if you're out on the roads or you're out in the open and you've got fields and open space and big sky. But if you are in forest with which you are not familiar, or I could say I am in forest with which I am not familiar. I don't know these trails. I don't know these woods. And it's, uh, it's five ponds connected with trails. And so luckily I did the, the least well-maintained trail. I ran that in that first 20 minutes. So I kind of did a big counterclockwise loop around the biggest pond in here. So like, again, I can't really get lost, right? I just got to keep the pond on my left and keep going left. But the pond has all these like nooks and crannies and inlets and coves. And I didn't want to go along the shoreline. Like I didn't want to be right on the water's edge. It would have doubled, doubled the distance I had to run. And so I was trying to find the bigger trails and it was getting dark and I didn't recognize anything. And there were like very few markers on the trails. Like, you know, like that kind of a piece of paint on a tree, like a blaze. Very few. And once it got dark, I couldn't see them at all. And I have a headlamp, but it's it's a not a fancy new one. It's probably like 150 lumens. Um, and I prefer not to wear it on my head. I hold it in my hand to kind of light the area for my feet. But if you're lighting the path for your feet so you can see where you're going, because this is New England, rocky, rooty, technical trail, um... Yeah, you can't see the blazes off there on the trees, even if they're there. And so, so uh, I got myself around the deepest, darkest part of the trails. And, uh, and then I just made a beeline for the paved road. There's a paved road that bisects this park so people can drive into a couple of beaches and playground and things like that. And so I ran on the shoulder. Like, I didn't want to run on pavement. But, oh, I was so glad. Because it was, it was true dark when I hit the pavement. and uh, Or hit the, hit the road. And that way, I didn't have to be focused on every footfall. And, and, uh, but you know what's neat? Human nature is interesting. There's psychological... Uh, training that's the wrong word there's there is instinctual fear in all of us um or i'll just say me but so i'm in the woods and there's there's no danger right i'm in a state forest it is surrounded by I mean, it's a big space there's hundreds of acres of woods so i could feasibly get hurt and get stuck here overnight but i'd survive um but there's not like a lot of wildlife there's probably some coyotes and foxes in there but not too many certainly nothing big enough to hurt me and it's cold enough that no snakes or spiders would do me any damage there's a place where i was scrambling over fallen trees and down tree trunks and i'm thinking ooh, in the summer this would be like insect haven with bees and wasps and spiders and things but uh no in the cold it's about it's about freezing right now right around 32 degrees and crystal clear nice and cool 
Um, but man, it got dark fast in the woods. And uh, so luckily I got onto kind of the bigger, wider trail. So I never felt like I was, once it got dark, I never felt like I was not on a trail because there was times during the daylight where I was squeezing between a couple of skinny trees like, is this really the trail? And I'd kind of just push through and 100 feet further, I would clearly be on a trail. I'm like, oh man. So part of that trail is not well maintained. And I discovered it this afternoon. It was a fun thing to do. I'm glad I did it. I wish, I wish, I wish I had more time. I, uh, I should have left myself an extra half hour, 45 minutes on the front end, and I should not have made family dinner plans <laughs> so that I could have like wandered around the dark a little bit further. But um, it's a big space and it is so quiet in the woods. And uh, yeah, the only sound that I could hear was my footfall on the gravel path. And that was my adventure. So, so not that I really spooked myself, but I definitely had that bit of like, okay, you got to be ready to run. Like, what if you see an animal? And I'm thinking, what animal will I see? There's nothing here that can hurt me. You know, maybe I was actually more worried about someone's dog. Like there are a couple of places where I felt like I was on the edge of the state forest near someone's backyard. And if they had a big old dog, they might not like someone running by with a headlamp in their hand in the dark. Uh, I know my dog would uh, get a little agitated at that experience. So from lovely East Taunton, Massachusetts, at the entranceway opened on to dusk of Massasoit State Forest, this is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails, my friends. Well, hello, my friends. It is a wintry Tuesday, and I had a bunch of things to do and thought, you know what? I best head out and get my run in before the snow falls. And man, did I pick my timing perfectly. I don't know if you can hear this. The sound of just puffy white giant snowflakes landing on me. And I, so I went and did some hill repeats six repeats on my quarter mile hill felt great really good work and as i was climbing the last two ascents just the first couple of snowflakes just a dusting nothing to even think about just looking nice in the sky and then as i turn back i'm about a mile and a half from home like that's my warm-up cool down to get to my hill the snow starts falling like mad enough so that as i'm running and breathing hard like i'm breathing in cold snowflakes and feeling that icy crispness on my teeth um and you know and then there's there's enough of a dusting on the road that when cars go by like i'm running off into the shoulder on the grass because i don't want them to like swerve and and slip and uh and now everything is just covered with snow. It's falling heavily. And, uh, and this sound I wanted to share with you as I walked across my deck to go in my back door, this is what the squeaky snow sounds like. And that, my friends, is a January snowy day in the middle of a nice training episode. So from southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave.